0: My name is Stella Drew Sheldon,
1: and my name is Graham Wheeler Nelson, and this is Anything, Anything But Spielberg. Spielberg. <laughs> so I think Joe Rogan, did you hear Joe Rogan got John Maynard Keynes on the podcast?
0: Okay, interesting, interesting. Who is John Maynard Keynes?
1: Well, John Maynard Keynes was an, the economist in the 1920s who basically did the New Deal, and he was like the Bernie Sanders of like the Depression. And he was a good guy, like don't get me wrong.
0: Okay, say for somebody who didn't pay any attention in American history, um, didn't FDR do the New Deal?
1: He was the president, he basically signed it and he took all the credit, but John uh, Maynard Keynes is basically the guy who thought up that style of economy. And like cool. thinking of the economy as like a, a, a well-oiled machine that you could tinker with and like m- make better and like make safe for poor people, and, uh, which is good.
0: Um, wait, it's saying that it was Maynard James Keenan is going on the podcast or was on the podcast.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> Who?
0: Who is Maynard James Keenan? Keenan Thompson? Yeah, he, he has a mohawk.
1: Oh, yikes.
0: Oh, Maynard James Keenan of Tool. Oh, the he was Tool. just
1: this the guy in Tool?
0: I can't name a single Tool song.
1: One's probably like, lose your mind, man. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, I don't, I feel like Tool is like one of those bands that, like, it's kind of like a douchey, like, yeah. like 40 year old dad band to listen to.
1: If you unironically listen to Tool, like, on a regular basis, like, you, you need to find a new hobby. Like, just,
0: just get laid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the only way I know Tool is from that album cover, um, the Alex Gray painting, which is crazy. It's a crazy uh, piece Wait, of I'm art. We're gonna play some tool. He's a crazy guy.
0: Do we get doxxed on Spotify if we play music?
1: No, no, no. And we wouldn't get doxxed. We'd get like copyright claimed. We'd get we'd get sued. <laughs> Doxing is only if uh, we have some angry fans.
0: Um, which, like, I would love if we did. That'd be so fun.
1: <laughs> we'd be like, this is their address. We'd be like, come over, have a party. Wear your mask. <laughs>
0: I feel like Tool is what, like, a 50-year-old, like, father of three who just, like, recently had a New Year's resolution to start working out. Like, he sets up his, like, his little workout station in the garage. And, like, after a long day at work, he'll come home and play that while he, like, lifts, like, 30-pounders. It's like an
1: American Beauty where it's, like, yeah. he gets inspired to have sex. And he's like, oh, I've got I've to gotta work out now. I've got yeah. to lift weights. Got to do a dumbbell.
0: Here's the thing. Uh, I don't know. American Beauty is weird because, like, with that one, you can't even really separate the art from the artist with Kevin Spacey.
1: No, or the director didn't uh, Brian Singer like? Uh...
0: Is that Brian Singer? Wait, wait, wait. Who no, uh, who I thought directed it was American
1: Alan Ball. Beauty? Oh, I yeah yeah. You're probably correct on that one. <laughs> Sam Mendes, screenplay by Alan Ball. Who's Sam Mendes? Oh, they've got quotes from. <laughs> <laughs> he did 1917 and Skyfall and Spectre. Those are decent movies. Okay, good for him. Good for him.
0: Um, but like it with that one, it's obviously hard to like separate Kevin Spacey. But like at yeah. one point, I really loved that movie. Yeah,
1: that was a good movie. Like when you're first getting into movies, yeah, and you're like going absolutely. back through the backlog of like the IMDb lists
0: and like back before we knew about <laughs> Kevin Spacey that much. Like uh, it was definitely like the
1: good old days. <laughs> <laughs> Ignorant bliss. No, I mean,
0: not that good. Not, not for, for the not women. Not for them. No,
1: definitely not. <laughs> or the boys. Wasn't it boys? There was Wasn't boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was
0: boys, because he, like, he was like, no, it's okay that I harassed <laughs> and assaulted those children because... I'm gay. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) no, I don't think you understand how this works. (laughs)
1: Like, it sounds like you're making a joke out of it, but that's literally just what happened. (laughs) Like he was accused and then he, he came out (laughs) like that was the news. It was an
0: excuse though. Like that's why he did it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was crazy. Living in DC. Like I remember people talking about like how Kevin Spacey just like, Harasses boys at hotels and stuff. Like I, like I remember that way into like when I still lived there, which is like twenty ten.
1: That's like uh, all like how everyone knew about Harvey Weinstein.
0: Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Yeah,
1: or like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, honestly, like if we want to take it to the extreme.
0: Yeah, but Epstein was also just like, I don't know. Like I mean, Harvey, uh, this is bad. I feel like I'm downplaying what Weinstein did, which like absolutely it was terrible. But, like, Epstein was, like, he had a Wait. sex trafficking ring. It was
1: much. He had an island.
0: Yeah, an island. <laughs> like, you
1: got taken to the island. That's insane. Yeah, did you see that documentary? The, the Netflix documentary? I haven't documentary? yet. I
0: That's heard really new neat. documents just got released from Maxwell.
1: What did they say? I
0: don't know. I did not read them. Really,
1: nothing good. <laughs>
0: Dude, yeah, the, the whole thing is bonkers. Oh, wait, the Netflix documentary? Yeah, name? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did watch that. Oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> it so good. James
1: but, Patterson.
0: But it's also, like, fucked up. It's just, oh, like, no, it's like, you're like, oh.
1: Yeah, it's it's depressing. It's like athlete A. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. have a bad day, watch, watch <laughs> an episode of this. Do you ever just,
0: like, sometimes I just watch movies because I'm like, man, I, I want to hate everything right now. <laughs> yup, Yep.
1: Yeah. But those movies, you have to be too vulnerable. Like, I feel like when I'm in the hate everything mood, it's like I'm too angry. Right?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I have to be in, like, a, oh, I want to really be sad, right? Yeah. And, like, really be, like, I feel want be feel horrible to my soul.
0: This was, like, I feel like that was me for so much of the summer. It was Because all of the media I was consuming was so terrible. It just, like, everything bummed me out. And then, like, I'd just be like, yeah, I just want more. It's like you get, like, your fix on the sorrow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And, like, it, it's crazy how, like, the news doesn't do it anymore. Like, people scroll Twitter, look at the news while they're watching the fucked up movies and, like, saying, like, ah, gee, something. It's, 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 there's a lot of fucked up shit just being continually fed into our brains.
0: No, we're, like, screwed, I think, as a generation. Yeah. Like, like, people,
1: like, before TV, definitely, I mean, they said, they said that about novels, too, though, how it was, like,
0: yeah, but was I mean, doing that. but novels have been around forever.
1: Yeah, for like I feel a like, really
0: long time. I feel like
1: it's just way more concentrated now. Like it's there's way more, just so much more extreme shit in no, media. I think we're we. Everywhere. I mean,
0: I think we consume like way more information than we were like evolutionarily yeah. meant to. That's
1: such a good yeah. Too much information,
0: like too quickly.
1: Yeah, because like we have the same pretty much like nervous system, evolutionary body. Like for like thousands of years. Yeah. Easily, easily said, if you believe in evolution, <laughs> we have like a person like a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago, n- way less information and in exponentially less information. Like they were living such simpler lives. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love living in the first world. I love having my creature comforts and, like... Uh, I love showering. Yeah, I love being clean and warm and being able to Have go in bed. Have you ever thought about,
0: like, like, when you're, like, reading narratives or, like, any, like, hearing just, like, stories from, like, back before plumbing was a thing... Like, most of human history. Yeah. Everyone smelled like poop all the time. <laughs> like, like everywhere you go, it's just poop, and you just get used to it. That's awful. And,
1: like, think about the founding fathers. Like, they didn't have deodorant. Like, no. what did they smell like?
0: <laughs> but I
1: and all those wigs.
0: But I also think with the deodorant thing, I feel like that's different because, like, I think our reliance on deodorant and, like, things to make us smell better now is, like, why we would smell worse if we didn't do all of those things. But, like, back in the day, they were like just more adapted because that's like adaptation that occurs like within your life and your nervous system rather than like throughout evolution.
1: Yeah. And like it's clogging your, it might like if you get the wrong kind, it fucking will clog your pores and probably not good for you there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But like all natural deodorant, like that, that shit don't work. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Like if you're one of those hippie people who's like, have organic deodorant <laughs> like, you just smell bad
0: <laughs> it's but like i remember i've like tried it before and it's just the other smell on top of the bad smell Ew. Uh, yeah Ew. you don't want that you want to get rid of the bad smell entirely and you kind of need to clog your pores with aluminum to do that
1: and it, that can't be good for you but no, hey definitely
0: like, like it's fine maybe it causes cancer it's I mean, fine everything causes cancer but literally like we have we're in houses with microwaves. We have phones connected to our bodies at all times. People
1: sleep with their phones like under the pillow.
0: I used to in high school. I did that. Yeah,
1: I I did too, like for a bit in high school. But now I'm like, I get too paranoid. I'm like, if I wake up with a headache, I'm like, it's probably because my phone is too (laughs) close to my bed.
0: Honestly, but like it's the amount of like radiation we experience on- just like a daily basis, is just exponentially more than anyone would have like a hundred years ago.
1: I get paranoid about that. Like, what's all the shit that we can't see that we're affecting that we don't know what? we're affecting, but that's affecting us? Because like X rays, radio waves, like we can only see a very small portion of the light spectrum, and that's scientific. <laughs> okay, this isn't like extra dimensional bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why that just cracked me up? <laughs> <laughs> You just got, like, a wave of, like, intense, like, STEM major strength came over you.
1: <laughs> I still have to take my science credit next semester. Dude, I'm
0: taking genetics right now. It's, it, I, it's so hard. I, like, because yeah. I didn't realize, like, I used to be okay at science, but I haven't taken a science class in four years. And now, like, my, like, it's so funny how, like, if you don't use specific, like, I think brain, like, processes, that like you lose their that ability kind of because like scientific concepts like i just have a h- really hard time understanding now.
1: Yeah, i'm going to take meteorology because that <laughs> sounds like the easiest one. <laughs> like i can look at the clouds and be like ah there's a front coming.
0: Cumulonimbus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're all wispy. <laughs> and but like i, I there's someone working at the library who took uh the human brain, like anatomy of the brain and it was like they said it was the hardest class they'd ever taken. Because it was like you had to memorize each, like, section, what it yeah. did, what the, what the neutrinos are.
0: I'm going to have a really dumb moment for a second here in front of you, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, like, here's the thing with genes. So, genes live inside of, like, the nucleus or the mitochondria of cells. But, like, okay... But then like, we don't know they look like a spiral. We don't know they look like that. And if some, if I don't know what's that, if like nobody knows for sure what something looks like because it's so like incomprehensible to our brains, I think we should just stop there.
2: <laughs>
1: <Whoa>. <laughs> Have we really never seen DNA?
0: I don't think so. I, we've had to. we see. Cause like yeah, we've
1: seen see. atoms, right? Have we seen atoms? No, like,
0: the image of what we think atoms looks like isn't real. That's
1: true, though. And it's like, the space, they're so spread out. There's so much empty space.
0: I, I hate that fact. And that then they're like, like
1: they, they keep going inside, too. They're like, well, it's all an atom. Or they're all just atoms. And they're like, oh, well, actually, like, it's almost no atom and just a little tiny bit of this.
0: What really upsets me is, like, that nothing, the atoms all around us and everything around us aren't touching. And, but the only reason we feel like friction, like if you were to hit this table right now is because like the magnetic poles of like certain atoms hitting each other and like bouncing off, like it's not because you're actually hitting a solid thing. Like if, if this, like, isn't that bothersome? That really
1: makes me feel alone in the universe. <laughs> like you can never hug anybody. That's sad. Yeah,
0: it's true. That's
1: sad. Um, they say then that uh, union with God is the next best thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're just a God podcast this whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Should <laughs> we talk about Edgar Wright
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, in this podcast?
1: We're 15 minutes in. I know, I love the metaphysics, but... But also then they say, it, just to stay on the metaphysics a little more, they say their inside of atoms are like the quantum the the quantum bit, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Literally, <laughs> like they don't know they don't know what's going on there. But
0: the, like, but then we found out there's stuff inside atoms, and there's stuff inside those, and we don't know what that is because it's that's too insane. small. It's insane.
1: We need to just stop stop there. Have just, you
0: seen like the um like the like video where it like zooms out from like an yeah. atom to like the universe, and they look the same at like at the end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's is, trippy. Is there just
0: another bigger one of us?
1: That's trippy. Because right. it's like in all those patterns, like recreate themselves in nature and like from the smallest thing to the largest thing. Like we're it's living all... in like
0: one, just like a thing living in the nucleus of a cell that like exists in an atom or like the nucleus of an atom that exists in a cell that exists like maybe in like somebody's butt. We could be, we could be like in a poop molecule right now. This is the shit universe <laughs> that we're in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wasn't that the ending of Horton Here's a Who?
0: I didn't watch the new Horton one. Hears a Who. That literally
1: was like it zoomed out and it was like it zoomed out from on the the thing, on the little thing where all the who's live, that Horton, yeah. the, the poppy seed, and it zoomed out from there and it turned out that Horton was on one too, and that there were thousands of other ones, and then that <laughs> one was one too. But that's so scary to think about. Honestly. Yeah,
0: fuck that shit. Like,
1: I don't wanna be poop.
0: <laughs> but we don't know what the bigger thing is. We'll never know.
1: No, and there's no way to know, I guess. Cause we're a sub process within it. And so
0: I don't know. <laughs> fuck this shit.
1: I guess See, that's this why is stuff
0: that just makes me depressed. It's just like uh... But like
1: then you hear about like the people in India who are like the enlightened people.
0: I would like that. Like the, the, the
1: yogis. Like, all those people. so much work,
0: though. I have to give up so many things that I like.
1: Like, I, like, it seems, it's very intriguing. It's a very intriguing concept. Um, And, like, they say Christ, what Christ was enlightened. Like, that was, like, just, like, it's the same spirit in all these, like, it's the same thing going on. It's, like, like... the highest yeah, yeah like the general
0: idea I think is that you like know the meaning yeah like you study and then you like meditate to a certain amount to where like you you can see past to like what everybody else sees and then you just like become yeah. this like core of your person yeah
1: and like but also that's just like love too and they, oh. that's just like utter <laughs> compassion and unconditional love is what you become that's so
0: cool they
1: say that it's like 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 we're like a lantern that like needs a, like oil because it's like we need love oh and it's God. like we, we're like going off of this like deprivation mindset as like a, a core. And so we need the oil. but that enlightened people are like the sun because they just shine love on everything regardless of what happens. And uh I think that might be the most beautiful thing. In, <laughs> oh my <laughs> that
0: god. It was a beautiful philosophical <laughs> <laughs> metaphor. Anywho, we just... should talk about Edgar Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Edgar Wright. We like I really want to be enlightened, but I feel like I'm not like I'm not there. Like
1: I honestly, like I like low key, like I don't wanna be like one of those proselytizers or like those annoying people. But like I've been getting really into this Ramdas guy and it's like He did that. He was, like, a Harvard professor, fucked around with LSD, went to India, met this guy, met an enlightened guy, Mm -hmm. and, like, shit's crazy. Um, But it was, like, he wrote Be Here Now in, like, the 60s, and it was, like, iconic, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho.
0: That's. I mean, that's (laughs) sick. I, like, I just, I really like the idea of that, but, like, I don't... Yeah. I, have I can't
1: things. do it. I'm just gonna be where I am.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna chill here. I know. It's fine.
1: And like that's what he said. He's just like, just be here now. Just okay. uh
0: Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's just like just be here as consciously as you can and just do, do what you do.
0: Vibe.
1: Yeah, just vibe here. Because it's where you're at. And yeah. it's like uh, yeah. So
0: So Edgar Wright. Do you Wright. want to talk about Edgar Wright? <laughs> Edgar Wright was born in pool dorset and grew up wait uh, need i need to do the accent on it. i can't i was i was trying to do it with that but it doesn't sound the same <laughs> Wright was born in Poole, dorset and grew up predominantly in wells in somerset <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was actually really good
0: <laughs> I, i'm like like i feel like i'm like a really douchey guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> your teeth are all fucked up yeah Um, Uh, He also attended the I can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) He attended the blue school, which uh, in Wells from 1985 to 1992. And he was honored honored (laughs) by a plaque at the school.
0: I so I included that whole thing in that exact verbiage because it was just the most British thing I've ever read in my entire life. (laughs)
1: that 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 uh, the blue school in dorset in pool excuse me what the fuck
0: side note side note i find it interesting that um he ch- he wrote about baby driver and like baby driver is such an american american baby driver is such an americana movie
1: yeah like even though he like i knew he directed like the as they say the cornetto trilogy i wouldn't say that <laughs> <laughs> but bitches would say that <laughs> Um, but he directed the, the Cornetto trilogy, and which is all British, very British. It's like a core British culture. I feel like I feel like that's all they talk about all over there.
0: Ladies, if a man ever tells you, <laughs> if a man ever is like, "Hey, did you know that <laughs> these three films were considered the Cornetto trilogy because they all featured the Cornetto ice cream?" Like, if they say that to you, you need to run for the hills. That is what
1: they call a red flag. <laughs> You need to get out of there fast.
0: Deal breakers with, with Graham and Stella. We just give dating advice. If you
1: learn nothing. See, I was talking with Stella about this while we were on the porch. I, I think I should become a pickup artist. I think, I think that'd be a good career move. Would
0: middle. anybody buy Graham's pickup artistry book? Let us know.
1: <laughs> I would. I'd be my only customer.
0: I'd buy your pickup artistry Thank book. Thank you. Thank you wait, this, this would actually be like a cool thing to do. So if you like, like got in with all the pickup artistry circles and like marketed to pickup artists to, or to like lonely incels or whatever. And like, you're like, yeah, the, the, my book is the way that you're gonna like get the girls. You're gonna get all the sex. And then like they get the book, they order it and they get it and then they open it up and it's just like respecting women. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the pages are blank. <laughs>
1: That'd be a good prank.
0: A great prank. Because
1: <laughs> I think I could do it, too. Like, go on Reddit and, like, go undercover, make a bunch of alt accounts, be like, infiltrate the Rooster Teeth community.
0: <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> Dude, sometimes I, I'm, i like, really just masochistic and I just go on insult forums just to, oh. like like, get so angry. <laughs> I
1: used to do that when I was on Reddit. Like... You'd always go to like you'd have it. You would never subscribe to it, but it no. would be in your recent searches. Oh yeah, so you could always click it like at a glance. Like Something re- is I want to like, go to this one. I guess
0: maybe it's like a level of like Schadenfreude where you're like, yeah. like just kind of like like fuck these people. Like I fucking hate them and and they're miserable and like like this is awful and it's just like and it's just like also like that. I don't know. I find that not just on that though. Like I'm addicted to like looking for the rep- Twitter reply that I'm gonna get mad at, like like looking for the Facebook post-, post that's gonna piss me off. Like, I think that's like a very real thing of just like wanting to like get really mad at someone.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's like what so much of social media is. And it's like, especially with like poly- po- political social media, like right after like Bernie dropped out of the primary and it was like, all right, Biden's in, like mm-hmm. w- w- everyone's angry and there's no news it was just like what are what is the worst like thing any individual like what 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 is the worst <laughs> we can curate cuz it's all the curators it's like you're you're all looking yeah. at like the same thing and it's like you're not looking at like just like s- something in your world that's like your life and something you can have an effect on it's just like an image that this some guy was like i'm going to post this to facebook and reddit and twitter and instagram <laughs> and it's like just this horrible, awful, like, because I think it's a very powerful response mechanism. Yeah, that I mean, anger—it's such a potent, like, immediate, like, gratifying emotion.
0: Yeah, like, I wonder, like, what the brain chemistry, like, physics would be, like, behind that. Probably like, not good. Like, yeah, but like, I'm wondering because like, anger is bad for you. Like, we know that.
1: Yeah. But like, like also,
0: like, I'm want, like, I feel like there's some dopamine released in anger. I don't
1: know. I don't know to
0: keep you like craving that like rush.
1: I maybe probably it would it probably just a release of just like a bunch of chemicals because really we don't know a lot about the brain and like it, shits like shits kind of a mystery up there. Yeah, like we we know like something of like ah uh, the chemicals and like the serotonin, but like especially when it comes to like depression and like pharmaceuticals like SSRI's. Like I don't get me wrong, like. A lot of people find great use in them, mm-hmm. but like I, I don't know. I think it's a it's kind of a a blanket. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just skeptical, I
0: guess. Of SSRIs. A little. I don't know. I'm I'm on them. Sharing my medical history with the podcast. I
1: did go on them.
0: Um, I want. What, what did you try? I'm on Lexapro. Um,
1: see, uh, it was so Alexa. A, nah, maybe it was a big long name. <laughs> but honestly. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like going on. It was rough. And then going off, it was that's, way awful. That's what
0: really sucks is that like you have to find the one that's right for you. And by doing that, you have to try enough yeah. until it works. But and it's but it's almost not worth it because you have to go through the getting on and off, yeah, which is like the worst.
1: And like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a horrible thing to say, but like I would rather try to like fix things in my life, even though like I'm not going to but like i want to like deal with shit in my life to try and make it so that my like my life makes me happy but i don't know i'm just talking out of my ass yeah
0: i mean therapy hour yeah <laughs> like i feel like um like it's they're more for when you get to the point where you like just can't like like even when you like things do make you happy it's like you don't enjoy them like yeah. it's just that kind of like constant like you're under the baseline um, and it just like kind of brings you back to the baseline, I guess. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not qualified. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I am
1: like, I'm, I'm pro SSRI for other people, but for me, I just don't know. And maybe, 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 I don't know. I don't
0: know. Maybe I should have just. You know what? Okay. Know. This is going to sound like a horrible take and I, I, I should get bullied for this, but, um, I feel like. A lot of the times people should really examine uh, like vitamin deficiencies and stuff before they look at like other drugs. Yeah, I'm taking
1: like, a men's one a day.
0: <laughs> hell yeah. But like I I think a lot of people have like a, because like, be, like big businesses and stuff are like most like food propaganda that's put out like really makes us think that we – are getting like balance from what we're not really getting balance from. And like, by like making sure that you have the proper amount of like all of the nutrients that you need, that'll like actually probably like balance out a lot in your life. If not like just, I mean, if not your brain chemistry, at least your health, which like affects your mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've uh, been trying to eat more fruit recently. Proud of you. I, I eat salads. Uh, I eat some lettuce and some tomatoes
0: <laughs> and some cucumbers.
1: So I've been trying to get my vegetable fix because... Uh,
0: you should eat vegetables.
1: I did not for a long, long time. <laughs> when I time. met you, you were like... This, you're is, like, a yeah. recent, this is a very recent development. <laughs>
0: It was all plain burgers. Still is. But
1: then I just also get a salad when I go to the DH. It's good. Yeah. I am. I don't eat well. I don't eat healthily. I'm not nutritious. And um, I'm probably malnourished. <laughs>
0: probably just a little bit.
1: Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do, I
0: guess? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: trying. I'm trying. I go to the gym every now and then.
0: I, I mean walk around a lot yeah it's
1: not um, like I'm fat
0: yeah <laughs> true um I feel like what was I gonna say I forgot <laughs> <laughs> something about um deficiencies oh yeah I have a bunch of defici- deficiencies so yeah. I'm, I like understand that I'm preaching this behind <laughs> a point of like I I'm not in that boat but like um yeah I'm the one B12 I like anemia like I just like <laughs> all of this is bad but like bad. I don't know also if <laughs> fucking like all of the YouTubers like a year ago who like went vegan a couple of years ago or like went raw vegan and then like didn't eat all of the things that they need to when you're vegan like it like didn't like consume like all of like because when you have a restrictive diet you have to know that you're eating like all of the nutrients yeah and like and then we're like nobody should go vegan it like destroyed my mental health it was like so bad like for my body i got these like ailments from it and everything and it's like no you just did it wrong i got ailments <laughs>
1: Like, yeah, you definitely need to do your research and fucking get your vitamins. Yeah. Like you can't just not eat any meat or fish or pig or egg or chicken or anything that comes from an animal. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, like, people do it. People do it. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm mostly vegan. Yeah. I, I usually eat, um, I'll allow like a dairy day cause I'm trying to like kind of wean myself off. Cause is I, that
1: the LFA day? That is the Hefe day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are present for my dairy day.
1: Wow. I feel honored.
0: Um, and then I'm, I don't know. I feel like the animal rights vegans can sometimes be like, like dissuade people from veganism, but like, I feel like I'm doing it for more of like sus- a sustainable perspective because like, do you know, I think it's one egg takes 60 gallons of water to produce. Holy shit.
1: That's nuts.
0: Yeah. Like it, that could be wrong, but (laughs) it's something crazy. And it's like, like, I don't know. Like I just, and like a huge majority of our carbon emissions are like from, or natural gas emissions are from um, the cows,
1: cow farms. It's all industrialized too. Like, from the ethical and like environmental perspective, like, oh, I I, I, like 100% I understand veganism. Like, I would, like, hypothetically (laughs) and like theoretically, I'd be pro vegan. I'd be vegan.
0: Graham, I don't think you should go vegan. <laughs> but
1: I love meat so much. It's so tasty. Yeah. I could not. I mean, and, and I'm like, that's me being an awful human. Like, I totally get that. I, like, I'm, I'm a in a
0: really lucky place in that I've never had meat before. So like I, Whoa. that, like, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I've I will say like, meat. like shout out to my willpower for like cutting eggs out and like cutting fish out. Cause I, I ate fish too. Um, but like, I really miss sushi. I do. Oh. I love Damn. some good sushi.
1: I I would miss I would miss meat so much. <laughs> I just love meat.
0: <laughs> good steak. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I just I've tried some meat accidentally before. I've tried steak. Delicious. Um I've the one I did, I actually I got really mad cuz I accidentally tried ham last year and I really liked it. <laughs> it was a huge <laughs> bummer for me. And obviously I'm not going to start eating ham, but
1: it's uh, it's worth it. Honestly, I love I love meat. Like I'm so hungry right
0: now. <laughs> Dude, I'm so hungry too. <laughs> I
1: didn't eat before I came here. Me
0: neither. <laughs>
1: and so I'm I'm kind of hungry, but um, we should, we should talk about Edgar Wright
0: in this podcast. Dude, this is gonna be like a really sidetracked podcast. We're at thirty minutes.
1: <laughs> so uh, contrary to popular belief. He didn't start with uh, uh, Scott Pil or uh, what's the, the one's the zombie one? Shaun of the, Dead. of the Dead. That wasn't his first one. He did a bunch of sh- super eight shit like uh, um, uh, going live. Yeah, what it's, was? But he going was just directing,
0: live? not writing. And um, it was, but like he was just did a bunch of random stuff. But I mean, it makes sense because hit the mic. Um, it makes sense because that's like probably how he like, got to meet all of the actors that he, like, worked with right off the bat and them being, like, very talented.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it, 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 it's crazy to think that people, like, back then, like, shot on Super 8 and, like, like that was, like, yeah. like, you didn't have any other option. Like, that is just so cool, in my opinion. But it's so prohibitive. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's very, like, it's insane to shoot on film and expensive. And um, Ooh. I feel like it's kind of gone both ways, though, in the modern era. Like, I feel like there's ultra accessibility because everybody has a camera on their phone. But at the same time, the feature films like there's no middle area, like it's yeah. all super expensive or super cheap.
0: That's um, really true. Which
1: is a damn shame.
0: And like, so, uh, OK, what makes me mad sometimes is like the rhetoric that sometimes like with like film communities where it's like, you have an iPhone, get up and make a movie right now.
1: Fuck you.
0: Have you seen a movie made on an iPhone? I think um, Steven Soderbergh did like a few, and they were really bad. They it's, bad. Like shit. it's bad. It's bad
1: because it's shot on an iPhone, and yeah. he has millions of dollars to do yeah. lights and and sets and and grips like good and sound
0: and everything. And yeah, like, like you can do all of that once you have that money, and it still looks bad on an iPhone. Use yeah. a camera.
1: It's not good. It's not good.
0: Invest folks. in like a, like at least get a DSLR. Just like a get a DSLR. DSLR.
1: It's easy. Buy one yeah. on Amazon. Like go to Best Buy. Yeah. Be, it's easy. And uh, you can get some good, you can get some good shit on DSLR. Like don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like if even you're just, just starting out, like dude, if you.
0: Even if you just get like a shitty digital camera, like, yeah. like you can make anything just, iPhones don't look good. No, absolutely. It, no. There's something Don't about a phone the way that they like just capture everything. That's just like it. it and everyone with, like, knows. Yeah. Everyone knows. Even like, with it's the nicer so cameras, like it just like it still. It's not right. Yeah, and
1: you, it's only one focal length. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's so obvious when it's a phone camera too. Like you can't get away from that fact, and it's instant uh, uncredibility. In, yeah, n- not incredible. Incredib-
0: uncredibility. <laughs> uncredibility.
1: Like you're not credible. Like you're a bitch. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) I like
0: using calling an audience member a bitch and then just apologizing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't
1: hate you, (laughs) but don't use a fucking iPhone.
0: Um, Edgar Wright isn't married, but he's um, pretty well liked throughout Hollywood. I feel like he uh, like because I feel like he just has a lot of friends because he does like so many like random collaborative projects with like other people who like oh yeah they're friends. I
1: feel like he would be a very friendly British guy. Yeah, like, going around town in Hollywood, being like hey hey oi mate. <laughs> But that—that's crazy that he's not married. He's just a bachelor, just directing movies, just uh, being a—and
0: in terms of like dur- how directors guy. go, he's like a handsome gentleman. Let me look up a picture. Oh, not in that photo. I have, no, I saw his teeth. I saw his teeth, oh, and oh, I take it back. He's British. He's British.
1: <laughs> you, yeah, no, he looks really greasy too. Like, oh, that's a good picture. There's some pictures that are better than others. Yeah, there's some good pictures. And, like, oh, yeah, no, his teeth are... Uh,
0: like, it, here, here, he looks good here. That's the one I yeah, saw.
1: Yeah, oh, I saw this one.
0: Yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty British once he opens his mouth.
1: Yeah, I don't... I don't uh, I'm. I'm I, now I'm not surprised <laughs> that he's not married. But I'm kind of sad for him. But, I mean, good for him. I, I think mean, he, like, uh,
0: date, dates people and yeah,
1: stuff. He's a, he's a big, wig Hollywood guy. <laughs> He's uh, he goes all to Harvey Weinstein parties. Oh no,
0: <laughs> dude! Did Miramax do any of this shit? <laughs> Honestly, that sounds about right. He'd probably he was, just go. Cause, no, because he did one of the um, the opening trailers in the grindhouse stuff. Uh, so he definitely Miramax. worked with Miramax.
1: Yeah, yeah, he probably definitely got invited to that uh, that Quentin Tarantino party.
0: <laughs> dude, okay, I, it's crazy that Tarantino hasn't gotten canceled yet.
1: I'm, I'm like, he, he, didn't he almost kill Uma Thurman? Like, yeah, <laughs> wasn't that just like, he, she came out and was like, he almost killed me. And then that he really choked that one woman in inglorious Bastards.
0: <laughs> like, what the fuck? Excuse but like, me? you're telling me he had no idea about Weinstein. No. Like they were, they were like good friends. I'm pretty
1: sure I heard him say he did know about <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure I can imagine but that. But
0: then why are people still like, oh yeah.
1: Cause they don't care. Like they still, they they probably
0: they probably they they probably do the same thing. Yeah, honestly. But like, okay, we'll save it for our Tarantino episode. Literally, if one person who listens to this podcast tells us to do a Tarantino episode, we'll do it.
1: Um, we'll do it even if you don't tell us.
0: (laughs) Graham's right, we'll do it, but then we'll release watch it out. when you tell us. Watch out. Watch out. It's gonna be watch out. crazy.
1: It's gonna be chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> you might wanna you, you might wanna watch out. You don't wanna
0: bring a rain jacket.
1: <laughs> you might wanna you might want not wanna sit in the splash. So. <laughs> We're bringing out shamu for this
0: episode.
1: <laughs> Get in the car, kids. We're going uh, to Seaworld. I really
0: wish we had people who listen to this podcast we do i mean we've we got
1: 10 9 we, or 10
0: we've got we've got nine listeners so if you're one of our nine listeners my sweet
1: mate cory mack is one of them
0: oh is he is he a consistent listener i don't
1: know i saw him listening to it and i was like hey i'm that <laughs> and uh, he was like ah yeah i just started you're talking about joe rogan <laughs> <laughs> i thought this was a movie podcast <laughs> i was like yeah we do that every episode <laughs>
0: movie tangent podcast it's a
1: great it's a great it's we're personalities okay we gotta (laughs) we gotta riff on society and pop culture
0: the, the the movie drives the the motion of the podcast but we go off and we go off in little <laughs> oh, branches we oh, go off from side to side it's a metaphor that's, kids if, if you're one of our nine listeners you understand this that's why you're here
1: <laughs> you can have abstract thought like metaphors and artistic <laughs> similes like the one Stella just did
0: <laughs> you're cool um, so, okay so we just we exited the podcast cuz we had a
1: technical we had technical
0: so we're back on because, um, grammar's just, <laughs> Graham is, um, describing the most Midwestern snack there could possibly be.
1: <laughs> so have you guys ever heard of, uh, this cheese whiz it's canned cheese and it's basically aerosol cheese and you just put it on crackers, like Ritz crackers. And, uh, you know, when I was like seven, eight, nine, ten, eight, six, twelve. <laughs> Um, I, we would just go through sleeves of those crackers, just like in one sitting. And it was delicious. Honestly, we, we, we got our, we, we got our fill. We got, we got full.
0: Yes. I'm eating on the podcast. Get over it. It's fine. It's not as bad
1: as chewing gum on stage.
0: Like, chewing gum on stage. That's a faux pas. That's a faux pas. Like in uh, Like on theater. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I went to uh one festival and I saw somebody like with their phone in their pocket.
1: Oh, fuck you. You <laughs> are getting automatic out. You're out.
0: It was black box too.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was like a black play. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's intimate. That's very intimate.
0: I, I hate black box theater.
1: I I, I, I like proscenium stage. And like the, the one where it's on three sides, like it comes out like uh, and it's on three sides. Like you can sit. The fuck are you talking about? Like types of theaters. Like there's the proscenium no, no, no. stage black where you Bo-
0: sit. Ba- black box is like a type of like performance theater. It's like where they use black boxes instead of like any sets. And then it's all like very emotional.
1: I thought you meant like the type, isn't black box a type of theater?
0: Usually that kind of performance is done in a certain type of theater. In a
1: black box theater? Okay. Um, What's your favorite type of theater? (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, we need to talk about... Oh my God. (laughs) You're right. We can't get distracted again. Okay, so let's go over some of our impressions of his work in
0: general. I'm like really jealous of how good of a writer he is, and makes me really mad because like Scott Pilgrim, not Scott Pilgrim, Shaun of the Dead, was the first movie he'd ever written, and that makes me so upset because that movie's so well written. That's
1: <laughs> fucking insane. His dialogue is so it it it's got momentum and like yeah. not a lot of like Paul Thomas Anderson scripts have momentum, and uh, Edgar Wright has momentum, and because in baby in Baby Driver he's got momentum for the music. But in all of his other films, especially in like Scott Pilgrim, because I just watched Scott Pilgrim.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: Shaun of the Dead, it's in there. It's like fucking it, the timing. He's got great timing.
0: And Shaun of the Dead's so funny. It's hilarious. It's a great movie. I'm like having that be the first like. That's your debut. That you've written like that's insane. That's crazy. That's your debut. I'm so jealous. It makes me feel inadequate. Yeah,
1: that that that's one of those movies where it's like it's independent and so you know he's like a normal person Mm -hmm. and not like like in the 40s like a hollywood director man (laughs) like like his dad was in the business like he's a real dude
0: i love that so much but we'll get to that in a second um i'd say another thing is that he has like a heavy reliance on like insanely talented actors and that's not like a dig at him but like like i think he really lucked out in a lot of ways like getting so close with like um Nick Frost and Simon Pegg like so early on because they're so talented and like their chemistry works so well together that it's like it like with lesser actors his movies wouldn't be as good
1: yeah it would be a totally different mood if they if that chemistry wasn't there yeah um they're they're great they're great people but um it, it takes a lot to fucking coax that out of people too yeah don't get me wrong don't get me wrong we're not bashing we're not bashing anybody no digs
0: no digs no, no digs, digs. <laughs> we're not digging
1: here um and and in three movies three movies mm-hmm. what was he in the third movie were they in the third movie the Nick world's Foster end and Simon Pegg? Yeah, yeah 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 i, I never saw it yeah, they
0: were, it was all, like pretty much the same cast like i know i think martin sheen is in the, martin freeman
1: <sighs> i don't know because like in my mind it's an ensemble so i don't remember anybody
0: yeah, Martin Freeman um, is in Hot Fuzz, and then is prominent in The World's End. Okay. Um, so I also put down that like I feel like people should pay more respect to Chris Dickens and Paul MacLus. Chris Dickens did the the Cornetto trilogy. Ah! Actually, no, I think he did um, just. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, but Hot Fuzz okay. is one of like the best edited movies ever. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but Paul Mitchell's did um, like all of his newer movies.
1: Yeah, I, I, j- watching, um, um, Shaun um, versus the World. What's that one? Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. versus the World. Just thinking of all the different camera angles, all the different takes, all the different cuts, all the different visual effects, and like and split rhythm. screening. <laughs> Like, holy shit. Like, production is one thing. Editing, whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that—that mm-hmm. that is a whole other beast. Because, like, they say, like, this is the first first thing you learn in film school. Or the first thing you see on Reddit r slash filmmakers <laughs> is that, that chart where it's like, you know, a movie is made in three parts. The, 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 the writing, the shooting, and the editing. And the <laughs> editor, the editor makes the movie.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, um...
1: It's true. The editing is true. And it's very, these editors
0: are insane. And like, he obviously like to some extent, like Edgar Wright probably like played a role in like directing them towards like what they did, but like still like Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's insane. It's insane. Like you can have a director say like, ah, Hey, go like fast and like really cut like a lot. And like, I want it to be snappy. But then you've got to fucking do that shit and work it out and the timing in your intuitive, like you've That's got to intuit crazy. that.
0: that in, like, And you have to have a specific, like a very specific skill set to be able to do that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And like you've gotta, a way
0: that your brain thinks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like it, you, you, there's got to be something, something like in you to be able to like sense when to cut because like w- when you watch movies, it's so, it's just the way it is. And so you kind of take it for granted. That that's sort of the momentum and the, the, the fucking, um, the rhythm of it. But, and in theater, you don't do it. You don't do it at all. It's all just one, one, one smooth thing. And so the actors determine the momentum, but with film, it's a totally other thing.
0: Give me one second. This Especially
1: when it's as stylized as, yes. as this.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's hop into it. I'm the Deb.
1: Fucking amazing movie. Fucking awesome.
0: I didn't put this as my best pick, but Shaun of the Dead's my favorite of his movies.
1: Explain that one to me. <laughs>
0: because it has like that certain like like it's not really high produced and it's like that like grittiness and like the nostalgia of it too cuz I watched it when I was young. Oh yeah. Um but like best
1: versus favorite?
0: Yeah, I just like it okay. the most. Well, um, why
1: don't you put it, it as your number 1?
0: Because uh, it's objective best. Oh. Not subjective best. I don't
1: think I believe in that. <laughs>
0: No the objective. There's no objectivity in film, but I'm. Yeah. I, it's just a meme because they're like, uh, and we're also giving different answers, and like, like, why would we tell anybody what the objective best of anything is?
1: Okay, I like the bit. I like the
0: bit. It's a bit. I like it. I it's, like a, it. it's been a bit we've been doing every episode.
1: <laughs> I just haven't caught on.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, Shot of the Dead. It's classic. Like, imagine that being your first movie. That's insane. We're coming out of the gate with that shit. Yeah. And yeah. finding that, that chemistry too. Yeah. Like coming out of it strong, out of the gate on all fronts. Like, yeah. I feel like every department was so harmonized with his vision.
0: Yeah, and it's, like I said, like, it's one of the funniest movies, like, I know, because it'll, it'll consistently make me laugh, like, the scene where there's, like, the girl in the backyard, and they're just, like, throwing records at her, like, it's amazing. That's
1: iconic. That's iconography. <laughs>
0: that is iconography. <laughs> but, like, yeah, there, there's so many, like, really funny moments in that movie, and it's, but it's, like, also so, like, sweet, and, like, it's, like, very authentic and, like, true to itself, and, like, I think that's why I like it so much. It's just, like, and the soundtrack's great. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, the it, soundtrack
1: in all of his movies are
0: that's, really good. Yeah, that's true. But it's just like, it, I don't know, it's so fun to watch. And it's just like, it, I love it so much.
1: Even though it's like, I feel like it's so hard to do a good zombie movie nowadays. Yeah, But maybe not in like 2009 when it was released or whenever it was released. Because it was kind of at the beginning of the zombie craze, right?
0: It was, but like, that's an especially good zombie movie. That,
1: I think like people say it's like, oh, 28 Days Later is the pinnacle of the genre, man. Honestly,
0: <laughs> 28 Days Later is good. Yeah,
1: but Shaun of the Dead is the pinnacle of the genre. Yeah, Honestly. but I, I
0: would. I don't know if I'd consider them in the same genre because Shaun of the Dead yeah. is more comedy. It's a comedy,
1: not a zombie. movie. Not
0: like a horror either. But it's
1: such a good. It's a good addition to the canon. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Wait,
0: I'm gonna really quickly look at other zombie movies and see what. what my
1: favorite Like is. The Walking Dead. Like fuck you if you still watch The Walking Dead. Isn't oh, The Walking
0: yeah. Dead still going? It one more season. What um, the fuck? <laughs> I. I was like, I religiously watched The Walking Dead until like maybe season. 'Cause at the end of I was doing it more out of like tradition of watching it every week. And but at the end, like I, I think I watched like maybe season five or six. And then it, like, it just became about, like, all of these, like, different factions and, like, their wars and stuff.
1: Factions. And, like,
0: really not about the zombies.
1: That's, like, the that was what the first season, too. It was, like, the first episode was zombies. And then it was, like, the second episode was all the people. And they're, like, hol- holed up in a house. I,
0: I think that's cool. Like, I liked that. But it was, like, also, yeah. like, the zombies were still the threat. And then the zombies just, like, didn't weren't the threat anymore.
1: It's, uh, it's really sad. Because it's a good concept. Like, The Walking Dead video game, I never played it. It, but I heard it was it, good.
0: It, that was good. Yeah,
1: and like it was a good, it was a good vibe.
0: And like, yeah, I don't know the the aesthetics of it are really yeah. nice. And like, the, did you um,
1: ever read World War Z?
0: I did. That was a
1: good zombie book.
0: That was a good zombie book. Not a good. And the movie was so no, not related to the it book was, whatsoever. It, that was like a
1: huge like clashing point mm-hmm. when it came out was that like everyone who read the book was super mad. That it wasn't about the book at all.
0: Not, not whatsoever. It's just like the same universe. It was like mm-hmm. that
1: one scene on the highway. it yeah. was the same kind of. But the book was really good. Like the it should, was. It, really it should be an HBO miniseries. And like each that would episode, be sick. like Black dude,
0: th- I would watch that. That'd be so good. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and like each episode is a story. Is one of the stories.
0: We need to make that. <laughs>
1: Honestly, we could pitch this.
0: Dude, that's that's actually a really good idea.
1: What if we did it for EIV? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Then it would be bad. Yeah,
1: you're right. <laughs> but we could, that could be our elevator pitch.
0: Dude, I'm not, we should make a note of this. I'm not discounting it. Or we could do a BFA.
1: Oh, a, a dual BFA. Of, a dual uh, BFA. I do mine on one story and you do yours on another story. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. That would be really, really cool. I like that. Are you going to, are you going to LA or next year? Well, I'm applying. For my fall semester. Oh, you're gonna
0: get
1: it. So maybe we should do a BA.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Because it's only one semester. Yeah. And it's like like, the exact same.
0: Like very short shorts. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah. Hopefully I get. uh, Let's talk about Edgar. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead is fucking classic. It It, is. Yeah, uh, it's so
0: nice. And I think
1: it's the. I think Hot Fuzz is the best. But then uh, Shaun of the Dead is a very close second. But then I think Hot Fuzz is
0: is like a better movie. Like technically. Yeah. Um, but Shaun of the Dead I just like I feel like I connect more to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's more personal. It's more identifiable, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but and Sean Pegg or Simon Pegg? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or I Sean, to Pegg. A Sean Pegg. It was Sean Pegg in this
1: movie. Simon Pegg is so fucking good.
0: Uh, how can you not like Simon Pegg he's so he's
1: so just like a, a automatically like he, he's that the best every man yes he's the best British every man
0: but like like he's especially in Shaun of the Dead he's like this like such a lovable straight man but he's also like a, a piece of shit kind of oh yeah like, no, definitely <laughs> like his character arc's so great
1: yeah it's a great script mm-hmm.
0: um and the dialogue's fantastic it, like the quick jokes <laughs>
1: yeah it's like every single second it's like so densely packed yeah and uh it's like you could rewatch watch and get get multiple shit
0: yeah i can think of like so many like specific points in that movie that just like live rent free in my mind it's so funny. It's
1: fucking... It's a good movie, guys. If you haven't seen Shauna Dead, fuck you.
0: At the beginning of the pandemic, I went on, like, a big zombie kick again. Because ah! I was, like... I was, like, you know what? The world's ending. Might as well get some tips and tricks. Because,
1: so. ah! <laughs> like, people did think, like, it was, it was bad back then. Like, Dude, people, I was talking to my risky.
0: And they said that, like, they never really felt like they were, like... Like, and, like, it was, like, really scary. Or, like, you were in the middle of, like, like the world ending. But, like, Chris and I were in the city... Wait I mean, until I'm finished with this. She's <laughs> Kristen and I were in the city for the whole thing. And like, it was so scary because you, not scary, but just like really um, like unsettling because you'd like go down the street and especially around Alston, like everybody's just packing up and leaving. Like all you're uh. seeing everywhere is just like people getting out of the city. And then like for a while after that, we'd like walk through the streets and it would all be empty.
1: That's so creepy.
0: Yeah, it was definitely like very creepy and like, there was also, like, a period of days, where, where, like, right after they, the day where they, like, shut everything down, where, like, we're, like, is it, like, are people going to start looting? Like, is stuff going to get, like, violent around here? Like, do we need to, like, get a go bag and take off? Like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's so scary. Like, I remember seeing the drone footage from, like, those days mm-hmm. from, like, the, uh, the fucking globe, and uh, it was just, like, completely empty everywhere. It yeah, was, it was like,
0: crazy. What?
1: Like, you couldn't get a movie set to do that. Like, you couldn't. No, I was, like, pretty movie. prepared
0: for it to be the end of the world. Like, I was yeah. getting there. It,
1: like, I, I, like my mom, we were planning on going, like, on me flying back on, like, Friday. And it was Monday. And uh, I got a call from her at, like, 2 a.m. And she was like, they might close down the planes. And so you're coming back tomorrow. I think they did tomorrow. for a bit. Yeah. And so she's like, you're coming back tomorrow.
0: That's crazy. And I hadn't packed. <laughs> Were you like high as a kite? I was. I was high on mushrooms.
1: <laughs> Corey and I saw a black cat in, the, in Beacon Hill and it crossed our path.
2: And
0: so
1: honestly, I think I might have caused COVID.
0: Oh my God.
1: But also we watched the sunset and it was, it was pretty <laughs>
0: It's so so wholesome.
1: It really was. It really was.
0: Yeah, I just remember like that. Those like two weeks of like everything, like, because I was like working up and I was working even after Emerson shut down, and it was like very much like everyone was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be okay, and then like like a couple days later, like mm, maybe it's not. Like a lot of people are getting it, and then like the numbers just like bam went up, and then everything closed. Which yeah. very scary.
1: Yeah. It was like within a week, it went from like, oh, that's that Chinese thing, right? Yeah. To like, oh, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going.
0: Yeah. The,
1: like everyone's, they, they might shut down gas stations.
0: <laughs> like, what do you do then? <laughs> Honestly, they should have done that. That would have been, but, but then, but then anyone, nobody ma- can get gas. I still maintain the opinion that they should have completely shut everything down for two weeks And like just subsidize food for everybody. Yeah. Like put off rent and mortgages for a month and then just like resumed everything after those two weeks. Cause then, then it would all be gone in the country. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would have actually just solved the issue. As long as you (laughs)
1: compensate the poor people and like make sure people like are getting food and money and. No, if they organized it
0: really well. Yeah. Like all the hotels would be empty. House all the homeless people in hotels and then like, just like put, bring, make sure everybody's back in their homes and like have somebody assigned to each like region or town to do that, and get then, like your county
1: commissioner yeah, to do get, some like, shit. Get, get your like local government
0: association up and to do that, and then like bam, like everybody is going to be quarantined for those two weeks, and then all of th- it's gone. It's yeah. just taken care of. Yeah, and but just, li- like America would literally never do that. <laughs> like that could never happen in no, this country. No, we can't
1: even do unemployment. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: <laughs> but yeah, if they and if they put off rent and mortgages, if they didn't
0: evict anybody. <laughs> Um, like, it's just crazy that uh, so many places just didn't pause rent. We Our place didn't pause rent. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. And, it, like, um, it was
1: almost a thing, I felt like, where they were going to, like, stop evictions and, and s- they're stop all, nah. all that. And then it was like, it got close, and then they're like, oh, we forgot about it. I, we, <laughs> yeah, what, what can we tell you? Because it
0: reached the end of, like, that month, where after every, I think yeah. it was March, where everything got shut down, and they're like, oh, we're still going to charge it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up but we emailed our landlord and we were just like, Hey, we're in a crisis. <laughs> Cause they raised our rent this year and we were just like, Hey, we don't want to pay this, this extra money. And they were like, okay. <laughs> Do you
1: still not pay it.
0: Yeah. We're not paying it. Oh shit. I mean, well, we're paying our rent. Just not like yeah, the extra the, 50 the extra. bucks that they, they tacked well, that's on. Nice. Yeah, but it- Fucking
1: landlords. Hannibal Burris is a landlord. Yes,
0: this is true. Side note, we live under a management company, which like if anybody's looking for an apartment in our audience, you should try to find a place with a management company because it's so much nicer. You don't have to deal with shitty landlords and we can get maintenance people on site within like hours. It's very cool. Damn, that's badass.
1: I want a place with a pool.
0: For swimming? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, with, good luck with that in Boston. Get a hot tub.
2: <laughs> um,
0: you got all that cares money now. <laughs> I know.
1: So we can't tell anybody. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We're cutting that out. Back okay. To podcast. So um, Hot
1: Fuzz, I think, is one of his best movies. I think probably it might be his objective best.
0: For me. No, I. I'd say, yeah, the Hot. Yeah. Basically, it's it's so. Um, like the beats it hits, and like like everything, like the pacing, all of it, it's so perfect, yeah. and like everything's so like concise, and like it's so intentional that it's like it's so impressive, and like as a general film, that it's just like it's so good. It's so it was a horrible pointed. sentence that I just uttered.
1: It made so that made sense. Did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was coherent. It was articulate. <laughs> it's pointed.
0: Yes, it's, it's very pointed.
1: pointed. And like you said, it's very direct and concise. It's like a Hemingway book poem. It's like, it's very, it gets in, says what it needs to say is, but Hemingway is always depressing. But Edgar Wright is funny as fuck. Yes. And like every single second, like in the way Hemingway makes you sad, Edgar Wright makes you happy. (laughs) Um, That's my intellectual opinion of a hot buzz. Um, Yeah. Simon Tag again. Their 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 connection. Their uh, what's it called? Chemistry. Their chemistry is amazing. Their chemistry is fucking um, awesome. And
0: also like the whole idea of like taking this like little like sleepy English town that's like full of very sweet people and just like making it like terrifying, turning it on, turning it on its head. It's like it's so creative and it's like it's very fun.
1: And to make it funny along the way, yeah, like, and, and it's like, a horror but movie, but also
0: like really heartfelt. Like yeah, the, yeah, the friendship yeah. that develops is like is fantastic. Yeah,
1: you, it, the, he's got his empathy. He he's got his empathy tapped in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like
1: I feel like like in Bruges, I I, I feel like is very kind of similar to this, yeah. um, but in Bruges, I feel like is a lot less heartfelt and a lot less like that. Like.
0: Yeah, and Bruges is a little little more
1: cold-hearted. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: it's nihilistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Um, But it's good. But oh yeah,
1: but um, it's very British too. Like I like the the whole like countryside. Yeah, but it's like it's
0: the fun part of Britishness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he's such a British man.
0: He really is. Uh,
1: And we'll get to it when we talk about Baby Driver. But it surprised me initially. Yeah, like hearing that he was British. British. Yeah, I forgot it too, and I was like, "Oh, well, it makes sense." But whoa.
0: Um and. Yeah, that's probably yeah hot fuzz. Okay, World's End. Um, I you haven't seen. I haven't
1: seen the World's Um,
0: End. I saw it, and people really chat on it, chat all over it, and like I don't think it deserved that. I thought it was again like a very like really funny and, like, a sweet, like, heartfelt story of, like, friendship at the end. But it doesn't, it didn't quite have the, um, I don't know. Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead had this kind of, like, innate quality of, like, um, just, like, uniqueness with that, like, same, like, heart inside of it. Um, and I, I feel like The World's End didn't really have that. And it was, like, more of, like, trying to fit into this trilogy, um, and yeah. like more like taking elements from each movie and like kind of trying to employ them um, which maybe that's a bad take i I don't know how strongly I agree with what I just said <laughs> but um but I I don't know yeah I guess it kind of does do that so it, it it's good and it's really enjoyable um, but it's Out of those three, it's not the best.
1: Yeah. It seems like the first two really know what they're going for and, like, where they're going, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the third one, World's End, it just does not know what it wants to be or where it's going or what's going on. And I haven't seen it. I don't know, so I don't know. It's
0: cool to see Simon Pegg, like, um, not play the straight man in that. Like, he's, like, the really chaotic one, which is, like, it's really fun to see him do that because he has the range. Like, he does it well. So, like, that, I really like that aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not
1: opposed to it. Yeah. Even though I put it down as my objective word.
0: Scott Pilgrim, you watched. So
1: I watched Scott Pilgrim today for this, and I went in with quite low expectations. Like, because I'm I'm not a big comic book movie fan. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not into the whole Kung Ping Wow. Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some onomatopoeia in this episode
1: like the bat batman movies like i'm not a big guy like that and so I, I and i thought it was like it had the worst of both worlds where it was like douchey in that way but also cringy this like in the like oh he gets the girl and he has to fight off his exes
0: like ooh. side note <laughs> very tangent um if we really want to get canceled. We should just do a Marvel episode.
1: <laughs> no, we have to. We have to. We'll we get some to. of the good ones we have to do out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll drop the bomb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get people to really hate us. Um, we'll wait for that one. Yeah.
1: Um, but that was before I watched it, and then I watched mm-hmm. it, and it was actually pretty good. It was really good, actually. Um, I thought it had a, It had like this, the 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 pointedness and the directedness and the, the, the beats and the rhythm that fucking you love and it was like in such a cool and imaginative way because it wasn't like a normal movie mm-hmm. it was like it was like it had a little spe- something special extra thrown in there for, <laughs> for, for just for fun and I thought the visual effects were a little overdone at times mm-hmm. and I thought his whole style was a little overdone at times like at, at some points I, I it was just kind of rolling my eyes like oh god like come on like it's a bit much, but you know, what's his name? Not Simon, Simon Cowell. What was his name? What's his name? The actor guy? Michael
2: I, Sarah. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Sarah.
1: Um, I think it's Simon Pegg, but it wasn't. Um, Michael Sarah is great. The
0: perfectly cast.
1: He's playing himself. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> um, I so I was relaying this the other day. I first saw um, Scott Pilgrim when I was, when it came out in theaters, I was, when did it come out?
1: 2012,
0: 13, 2010. So I was nine years old. Uh, <laughs> and I saw it in theaters and in the middle of the movie, I got strep throat. And <laughs> then I got quesadilla at Canova afterwards. And the quesadilla was really good, but I was in a lot of pain because of the strap. That's uh,
1: that's awful that you got strep throat watching
0: the movie. <laughs> I still really like the movie though. That's really funny. But like, since I saw it at that age, I feel like it, it was like, it not shaped like how it movies or anything, but like it was definitely influential in being like, wow, that's a really good movie. It's
1: like one of those movies where it's like, and that, that was, uh, um, uh, what was it called? Hot fuzz. That was what hot fuzz was for me, for Edgar Wright, where it was like the first Edgar Wright movie I saw. And I was like, Oh, whoa, this style I've never seen before. It's Mm -hmm. like the first time you see Wes Anderson. Exactly. It's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this can be done in the genre of film and comedy. Like, this is what a comedy can be.
0: Yeah, it's like, I've never thought of it that way before. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. And so that was, I, I totally get that feeling. And I could totally see this movie being your first introduction. Mm-hmm. It's like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind for Charlie oh, Kaufman.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And you got the red hair, you got the blue hair, <laughs> you got the hair hair, You got the the, the unrequited love.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I, star-crossed I, lovers. <laughs> mm. Just like the... The vibes, um, great vibe, great vibe. Yeah, and that, like also it was timely in that like, two early two thousand tens like hipster kind of phenomenon that. Yeah. I feel like it was an integral part in that. <laughs> And, I don't know, I'll, it, it's really funny, too. Like, it's a very yeah. funny movie. There's a lot of good jokes. A
1: lot of good background bits, too. Like, a lot of just stuff where it's, like... When, like,
0: oh. when he, like, answers the door, or when his roommate answers the door and he, like, flies out the window behind him, that'll always make me laugh. And he grabs laugh. his coat yeah. and he's like, where's Scott? Yeah.
1: And he's like, he laughed. And he's like, whoop.
0: <laughs> that will always make me laugh. That's always funny.
1: <laughs> Great bit.
0: Um, But... And like great sets
1: too. Great like, sets. <laughs> like the fucking like one continuous shot, and they change yes. the door, and he walks out, and it's a different room.
0: Um, also, side note: Brie Larson so hot in that movie. Was
1: she the the one with the hair?
0: The um no, she was, um, was like she his ex, at? who was in the <gasps> band. Oh yeah,
1: she, was great. she with, was great.
0: Ramona was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Um, um, but yeah, like you don't even recognize Brie Larson in that. When role. I
1: saw that in the opening credits, I was like, fucking Brie Larson was <laughs> in this. Excuse
0: me. Yeah. But the like song she does and that whole scene yeah. like, so hot.
1: And the, the whole soundtrack is so good. Yeah, like, it really is. Such a
0: good fucking soundtrack. Yeah. And it's all, it's just like, there's so many little bits and like just quick cuts that add to the comedy too. Yeah, It's really, it's, very effective storytelling and it's just like it's so fun to watch
1: very funny editing Mm -hmm. very like i feel like the editing especially in this one because there's so many like split screen like aspect ratio changes like shit like that um and like the transitions between scenes are insane they're just every single one it's like a treat
0: (laughs) A treat. (laughs) it
1: really is it's like oh we're at the end now i'm gonna oh oh
0: oh i'll I'll die on the hill that jason schwartzman isn't that good of an actor (laughs) which one was he he no, he was um the like evilist ex, like the um, final boss.
1: Oh, the one with the hair.
0: Yeah, but he's in all of the Wes Anderson movies.
1: Oh, he kinda looks like Wes Anderson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly he does. But he No, um, I didn't
1: like him. He wasn't he was just okay. No, he, he was, was okay, actor. but
0: I think Scott Pilgrim was the best movie. He was his best role. Because like he, he, he just that's seems... your best role? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Jason Schwartzman.
1: Yeah. You're on my. You're on my off list. You're on my assassination
0: list. Cut that, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, uh... Okay, back on the podcast. Um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim was really good. It had great band vibes. Like you were in a band, Stella, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. Okay, so tell me, like, how, like, what was the band vibes like in the band?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, our band was ridiculous and terrible, but um, I think that. Um, this movie was definitely important in inspiring me to want to be in a band. It made
1: me want to join a band. <laughs> like, I want to, like, because I also think music is, like, one of the purest art forms mm-hmm. because it's, like, just, like, vibrating sound, vibrating air, and it's just, like...
0: Do you play any all, instruments? I don't,
1: but I want to.
0: I don't understand music at all. I'm really I bad at music theory. I
1: I can't read music, but... I like listening to music.
0: I can read music a little bit, but um, not fast or well. Yeah. Um, And music theory just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't compute, again, with my pea brain. Um, Baby Driver.
1: (gasps) So I love Baby Driver. Baby Driver I put as my objective, spoiler alert. Um, I I really loved it. The first time I saw it, I was super high. And (laughs) I was like a junior in high school, and I was like, I should not be driving. (laughs) And it was so great. And uh, it was a great experience to see that movie intoxicated. Uh, But aside from that, then I went and saw it, and I was like, I was too high when I saw the movie. I've got to see it again. And I saw it again like a week later, and it was still so good. It was just as
2: good.
0: Um, I don't like Baby Driver very much. (laughs) Um, but I will say it didn't really make me want to do a heist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scott really, Pilgrim makes you want to join a band. Baby <laughs> Driver makes you want to
0: heist. Uh, like I'm, see, I'm watching the movie, being like, "Yeah, I can do that." <laughs>
1: That's like uh, hell or high water. Did yeah, you see that? that makes you want to do a heist.
0: You know, heist. heist and GTA Five. Seem fun. Yeah, <laughs> I seemed great, but like in reality, I'm such no. a <laughs> like. And there's no way. And then
1: you watch. Uh, you watch. uh. Not uncut gems.
0: Uncut gems? No,
1: no, it's the other one. The other one by those Sadfee brothers. <laughs> Good time. Yeah, you watch Good Time, and then you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want <laughs> to fuck with that illegal shit.
0: No. <laughs> I don't
1: want to. I don't want to break laws like that.
0: <laughs> there shouldn't be laws, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to break those ones.
1: Yeah, like it, uh, the police scare me so much. Yeah, And dude, like,
0: I got cat called by a cop the other day. You, you. Like, you know the cops at Downtown Crossing that just stand there? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just walking by and one of them cat called me. What the fuck? <laughs>
1: fuck you, fucking pig.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, literally being paid by our tax dollars to harass women. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck yeah. you. Fuck um, the cops. The We're cars. an anti-cop podcast. Oh
1: yeah, Un- undeniable.
0: One hundred percent.
1: If you're pro-cop, if you're a part of the Turning Point USA party <laughs> at Emerson College, fuck you. <laughs> um, <but laughs> Baby Driver, I did like. The reasons I liked it was I thought I, I just liked the gag, the gimmick of like everything syncing up to the music, mm-hmm. and the soundtrack was fucking cool. Like I love the soundtrack to Baby Driver. It just really clicked. His style was like very Americanized. We, you said it was Americana. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's a very American. Yeah, style. I think he
0: wanted to like. It, it's clear that he wanted to explore Americana through this movie.
1: Yeah, and it was shot in Atlanta, which is weird. Yeah, but um, you know, good more power to you. That's America. <laughs> but I, I did like it, and I, I, I think that guy and Ansel Elgort. I think he's great as just like that dreamy uh, guy. <laughs> and that silent type great played a great role kevin spacey in the good old days great great before we knew everything
0: well he was still be- i mean he was still a piece of shit then
1: but he, but not like a pedophile piece of shit it's but a like, different piece of but shit but he
0: was still committing pedophilia <laughs>
1: oh he was but we just didn't know
0: yeah um but yeah so i So I'll, I'll start with my roses and then I'll move on to my thorns with this movie. Um, so it's, the editing's fantastic. Ooh. Um, like beyond fantastic. The soundtrack's amazing. The syncing thing, they did a great job. It's like, it's technically amazing. Um, it's very high budget as you can tell when you watch it. It's like, it's so polished. Um, and it like, it, it's so, um, aesthetically pleasing and like all of the shots are very well organized. Um, and, like, the color coding's very good, and, like, well, the color grading's good, too. Um, color theory. Yes. I hate the story. Um, it's basic. Yeah. yeah. And I think the characters aren't super well-formed out. I think it's... I'm not... Oh, I'm, this is... No, this is how we get canceled. I think it's a little sexist, like, um, because, like, not to... And, like, I don't really buy the Vegetal test very much, but... Um, In this scenario, like, the two female characters are literally, like, the most, like, two-dimensional paper-thin characters in the entire movie and, like, ridiculously conforming to, like, not only just, like, doing, like, being used as a plot device to support their male counterparts, but just, like, having no agency of their own, Um, which is, like, a little fucked up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I realize the only reason why I like Baby Driver is because it syncs up with the (laughs)
0: music. great yeah it, stylistically it's an amazing but movie. like it's a
1: like not a great script at no, all. no the story isn't all.
0: good and it, it also for me didn't have like the same heart that any of his other movies did
1: yeah it had a, like a sweet ending i guess but it, it was definitely not as, I, like, as wholesome i guess
0: i mean you could also say that scott pilgrim is sexist and i think it might be to some extent but, but also
1: just scott pilgrim as a character is just kind but of a i always of like
0: shit. it's like the 500 days of summer phenomenon where it's yeah. like a lot of people if you identify with the main character, you're the problem. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like the movie's more intended to make that kind of person look like a piece of shit. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, so I, Baby Driver's a good movie. It, I just wasn't a fan of it because I, like, I feel like the script kind of took me out of the whole thing. Um, and yeah, that's it. But I love me some John Hamm. I love some ham. <laughs> uh,
1: he was so good as a villain in this movie. He was movie. really good he as a villain. He was so good.
0: He was really hot in this movie. Ah. <laughs> it's really real. He's
1: good. He's really good in this movie. Um, um I, I honestly I might amend. I might amend my objective. <laughs> because now that you you brought up the script <laughs> as just like a broad category in my mind I realize I, I really only like you Baby should Driver you coded
0: the movie did you code the movie? no but if you, if you coded it then you dive into the script no,
1: no I'm good <laughs>
0: I'm sure um, it's already in the genome.
1: Oh, definitely. Some of those film bro kids are like, "Oh yeah, bro, I'm gonna code Hot Fuzz, and I'm gonna code, I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna code the Cornetto Trilogy. And I got all three of them in one week." Dude, if I'm watching anything, I'm watching either things I haven't seen in a really long time, or things or new things. I don't know why people would just watch movies that they like.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm watching things that like.
0: Uh, well, hang on, let me look at my list first of all,
1: because I kind of want to know. Um, because I don't want to talk out of my ass, so let me just look for this team. Oh, can count? Um.
0: Hang, on. <laughs> hang on, I'm almost there. I'll vamp.
1: Okay, here, hang on. Catch teammate movie list. So, I I'm conjuring. I was forced to, to code the conjuring mm-hmm. too. And I did not like that movie at all, one bit. The first Conjuring I thought was okay, pretty good. I
0: didn't like the first Conjuring. I,
1: mean, I kind of liked it. <laughs> the second one, not good at all, not, not one bit. Um, I, good, good Morning Vietnam, great movie, yeah, but uh, racist. <laughs> um, Catfish, the Catfish documentary, pretty good, but not really good. I wouldn't have wanted to choose. it. Catfish is
0: in my top five reality TV shows of all time. Uh, so insane. fun fact about me for the podcast listeners only I watch a disturbing amount of reality television. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you see The Circle?
0: No, we've talked about That's this. That's
1: the only reality TV that I watch. I tried to
0: watch it and it didn't make any sense. Corey
1: made me watch it. I really hate reality TV. Um, I, I, I love it.
0: Turn brain off.
1: Yeah. I uh, I don't know. Um, but also, <laughs> the Blues Brothers I just watched, I love the Blues Brothers now. I had never saw it. I'm trying to watch movies I never saw, except Primer. I'm going to put Primer in there.
0: That's fair. And mm-hmm. also,
1: like, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Like,
0: well, Primer's one of those shit. movies you watch... You can watch it many,
1: many, can many, many, can many, 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 it many, times. You can watch it many
0: times and still, like, not understand it. Yeah,
1: I think I've seen it uh, probably fucking six mm-hmm. times, seven times. Many times. And I don't know what the fuck is going on. No. Like, no I, that's I've, okay. I've seen that YouTube video from that guy with the afro. I've seen that. And uh, he didn't make any sense either.
0: It's like, so I watch a lot of Twin Peaks analysis videos. (laughs) Um, But there was this one that, like, what, not viral, but viral within the community (laughs) over the summer. And it was, like, it was, like, a three-hour analysis of, like, why Twin Peaks is, like, about this very one specific thing. And it was really stupid. And it made me really mad.
1: (laughs) I hate it when things like that are longer than the actual movie. Like, all those Batman V Superman ones where it's, like... I'm gonna dig into every frame and tell you how bad this movie is. It's like,
0: but it's also you. like fucking, David Lynch is a deconstructionist. Like yeah. he wants you to garner whatever you garner from it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I feel like David Lynch isn't one of those people you can go like, like make a video essay and be like, this is the definitive thing that happened. No,
0: because people literally ask him like, what is it? And he's like, no. He's I'm like, not- fuck you, <laughs> yeah, next fuck question. You. I'm not gonna tell you, figure it out yourself. <laughs>
1: And I love that one video where he li- he doesn't even go like that far deep into <laughs> no, is, it. He's just is like.
0: Eraserhead your most spiritual film? No. <laughs> and or and wait, he wait. Went, what did he, you say? I don't even. He's like, well, know. will you tell us why Eraserhead is your most spiritual film? No. <laughs> I love that. That's so sick. And I don't he know. just looks at him. That's why I think I like it, stuff is because it's like he's so pro of like you, whatever you get from it is correct, and yeah. like I really like that because that leaves. Knowing that, I think, leaves more room for you to absorb things that are, like, more personal to you.
1: Yeah. My perception of his movies changed dramatically when I actually saw an interview with him. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I I hadn't seen any of his movies before, and then I watched an interview because I'd always heard about him. And he was just, like, such a normal dude. And such a jolly Dude, American like, he's fella. He's a
0: fascinating person. Oh, yeah.
1: He's, he's, I, I don't like his, like, I think you said it, but I uh, 100% agree with it. And I've seen those videos where it's like, David Lynch's top 10 rules to success. Yeah. And it's like, smoke a cigarette and think about ideas. No,
0: it's like, it's like the way you become a great writer is to just smoke cigarettes and drink coffee all day. And I'm like, um, sir, I have anxiety. I can't uh, do that. <laughs>
1: it's like it's bad creative advice but him as a person is fascinating yeah he's such a and like and
0: also like the transcendental meditation stuff it's like buddy that i I, i'm glad he thinks it works (laughs) i don't think it's like it's a scam because you literally have to pay for it like it's a meditation that you can only do guided and you have to pay to get in
1: i think the guy who started it that that Um, I think he was probably legit, but then they made a company out of it, and they started charging people for mantras.
0: You can off of enlightenment. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's an absurd concept. Um, it's like that uh, that Osho guy, that that Wild Wild Country documentary. Oh,
0: I love yeah, that documentary. That so you good. watched that? Yeah, I feel like yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. talked about this. Yeah,
1: but that guy's fucked up. That guy's so Dude, creepy. not enough
0: people watched that. It was so it's good. It's so good. It's so well done, too. That's like one of the best docu-series I've ever seen. It's really, really good. And
1: that guy's so fucking creepy too. Yeah. Chilling.
0: And like the, um, that, that cult's so interesting. Cause like, it's such a, it was such a good concept that it started off of.
1: Yeah. And like the interviews with the people, like I was like, man, like I agree with them so much. Like, why should, should I join a cult? Like, is this in my future? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, seriously, like, when they were first, like, building it and everything, like, they literally mm-hmm. built that with their bare hands, and it was so cool to see, and they mm-hmm. all looked so, like, happy, and, like.
1: And they were all, like, the the hippie, like, fucking, they, they were all in there.
0: I, and, like, I also, like, honestly, like, I think I really like the idea of, like, everybody living off the land, and just, like, like, I think a lot of, like, our problems today are just attributed to, like, the anxiety we've created from um, a lack of, like, a lack of having to, um, sustain your own life every single day, and it's, like, because it's, like, what, what else is there? Like, what's farther than that, than your own survival? Um, and that's, like, why enlightenment's a thing, but, like, enlightenment and, like, happiness and searching for it, which, like, I think is what makes a lot of people miserable, like, myself probably included. So, I think, like, creating a lifestyle that's based in community where you still can like make connections and like ha- have that gratitude for the others around you. Well, like living off the earth and focusing on like your collective survival is like literally the key to like um, being happy, but it's also like not something I could do right now.
1: Sounding <laughs> like the Unabomber.
0: But the, and, and <laughs> the other, no, I totally agree though. The I other totally issue agree. that the documentary shows is that like, and in any point with like, where we are currently, I guess, developmentally as like the human race. Consciousness. Yeah. As our consciousness, there will always be somebody who gets the power and misuses it. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to think we'd be able to get past that someday.
1: I honestly really kind of want to join a commune and do that simple living. like I would love it. like or, or live in a van. But that's honestly complicated because you got to work and eat and Yeah. Li- living in
0: a, but like, in a commune, it's like everybody supports each other.
1: And it would be... like I think that's... I, I, I 100% agree. I think that living in cities like this is kind of unnatural and kind of freaky. And it's, uh, it, it's high stress. And I think that... Um yeah, I, I would totally join a cult like
0: that. Yeah, dude.
1: I I, I love that. Um, living off the land and like being a but with I also nature. really like
0: the idea of like communal living because I think that like American isolationism has is like caused this kind of concept that you need to like you need to get a certain point in your life, and you need to get a house and you need to like live alone or with a partner and that's how you like achieve this level of like adulthood and like moving forward. But, like, really, like, I feel like, I don't know, personally, I think I'd be miserable living on my own. I, I really like living with people. So I feel like, and like, my parents have, like, kind of recently experienced this, like, moving from the farm where we were in the middle of nowhere to, like, moving into an apartment building, which is, like, temporary. But, like, they um, found just, like, living with, like, other people that they're friends with and just, like, being able to, like, come over whenever and stuff is, like, it's, it's a very, like, nice, comforting thing.
1: Yeah. I think loneliness is probably one of the biggest... Uh... Issues we're dealing with as a society. Honestly. You're absolutely right. Um, and I don't know if it's just... Um, that There's got to be a, a lot of factors, but I mean, just proximity-wise... I mean, we're living on top of each other, but we don't know anybody. Yeah, Like if you walk down the street, nobody makes eye contact. They're all mad. Like, especially like, so I've heard in New York. (laughs) It's like, and I cannot guess it. I can assume nobody smiles at you. It's not like you're living with so many people, but it's not with the spirit of those people. It's like just with the bodies. And it's just like, you're just there and you're mad and you're just miserable. And uh, I think living with a small community like that and really um, fucking being one with nature and respecting the earth and being simple like that, I think would... um... Because, like, people... Like, there's so many people who, like, have got to live in, like, villages like that who are happy as fuck. Like, Mm -hmm. all those Indian people in villages, like,
0: gotta uh, be happy. We totally... Just study this in abnormal psych, like uh, the different factors which lead you to live longer and a big one because what they do is they just like study various cultures that have like much higher life expectancies, but like not even not specifically expectancies, but longer periods of like active life where they're not like totally like decrepit or in nursing homes or whatever and still like living their lives. Um, and a big, big factor, the biggest factor was diet, but, um, another, and another really big factor was spirituality. Oh,
2: whoa. so people who were
0: more spiritual had more of a purpose. So they lived longer. Ooh. Um, but, uh, the other one was like people who lived in communities that had like support systems for each other and are like very close knit, um, yeah. leads to longer life expectancy.
1: That makes sense. i I always learned that like church did that for people where it was like, my parents were always like, "Well, church itself, it's not the best. It's not great. Like they've done a lot of fucked up shit, but it gives people community and like a purpose." Yeah, and, like...
0: no, and it does. And then my grandma
1: comes in, she's like, "You know, eighty percent of the people who go to church live longer."
0: She's like, "Fuck you, grandma." <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a real thing. So I mean, it's... no,
1: I don't want to say fuck you, grandma. <laughs>
0: <wanna> <laughs> no, you have to keep that in. That was so funny. <laughs>
1: yeah i definitely agree community is a a, i think that's kind of the point of us coming here on earth Mm -hmm. and is is to be with each other and to have these differences and consciousnesses and personalities come up against each other and like clash in certain ways and meld in certain ways and i think that's kind of the most beautiful possible art form kind of is just to be with someone and to have like to talk and to just be there. It's all
0: about vibes. It's always yeah. been about vibes. We're just vibing, guys.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, because like imagine if you were alone, like that Twilight Zone episode where he oh, yeah. he, uh, he loses glasses after the nuke. Yeah, yeah like in here all alone. Let
0: me see. Wait, that's um. The one with, like, the book, right? Yeah, uh, because he can't read. Yeah. And he's like, I've got
1: all my books. And he's, like, walking down all his books. Yeah. And then he's, like, he trips and falls, and his glasses fall off, and he steps on him, he's like,
0: I can't read my books. (laughs) And then he tries to kill himself,
1: and he he ran out of bullets, and he couldn't kill himself.
0: I'm sure he could find bullets somewhere. He's blind.
1: (laughs) But honestly, like, like... Like (laughs) I think like before the big bang, it was like, it was all one thing. Like it was all just like, God, let's say. (laughs) And then like after the big bang or something. Or something. (laughs) Probably the big bang. (laughs) No, I believe in the big bang. I don't, I don't wanna. (laughs) (laughs) But like God came into multiple, like God came into duality it was like the white and black, the yin yang, the Taoism. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just all God. But then like, you come back and you're like, ah, oh, shit sucks. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, like, I sure don't feel like God. <laughs>
0: I sure feel horrible. And with that <laughs> uh, objective best, <laughs> we kind of already went over this. I said Hot Fuzz.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to change it to Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're both so good.
1: Yeah. Um, but not baby it's driver. Kind of a tie. I initially wrote down Baby Driver, but I, I can't. I can't stand that <laughs> decision. I was I was I, I was in a rush.
0: You it was like impulsive. You got lured in by the amazing visuals and the, like I the did. pacing and the soundtrack. <laughs> it
1: was style over
0: substance. <laughs> um Objective worse, I said Baby Driver.
1: So I said World's End because I have not seen it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is what we generally do on this podcast.
1: <laughs> but um, I think I would probably. I mean, I might say Scott Pilgrim, but uh, I do like Baby Driver. Like, I like Baby Driver more than you like Baby Driver. I can tell that. Yeah. But because, like, Scott Pilgrim, like, it didn't have the cool factor, I feel like. Like for me, like I got the mm-hmm. style and I got like, I got all, all his shit, but it didn't have that, it didn't resonate in, in, yeah. in me. I got what you mean. Yeah. If I would have seen it when I was like young, I think it would have, mm-hmm. but.
0: Everything's dependent on timing. Oh yeah. That's just the, the nature of the piece. Absolutely.
1: Um, but uh, I thought it was good.
0: <laughs> so under what he's trying to tell us overall, I wrote whoosh. <laughs> what does that mean? All of his uh, transitions, whoosh. <laughs> 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 yes.
1: <laughs> that's a good
0: that's a good bit because
1: um, I, c- I don't think there is really something he's trying to tell if us he puts a heavy
0: emphasis in everything but baby driver heavy emphasis on like friendship yeah
1: and I think his style is a part of what he's trying to communicate yes. to like um, um, I can't remember we said that about somebody else too.
0: I think um, Kaufman maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah. But like it's
0: um, it's the way he sees the world. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And um, it's like what he can, like Wes Anderson, like what he can do with like these elements yes, yes. and like these transitions and like, how can I really like not maybe innovate on this medium, but like do things in like kind of unconventional ways that are like really like punctuated and smooth and like his rhythm. I think they're very similar directors, but in very different ways. No,
0: you're absolutely right yeah um it's a completely different style, but they have similar um it's like
1: rhythm and timing and they have yeah that. similar
0: like taste for their own technique. Yeah.
1: That's a good description. They're narcissists.
0: yeah <laughs> exactly. Um, and other than that, I don't think there's like that much that he's trying to tell us overall but no. uh, but it's good. yeah it's no, no, I'm, you don't
1: need to you know <laughs> and, and each film is good in its in its own. yeah, universe. absolutely yeah, you don't need an overarching. But, but Stella, do you have before we uh, before we go? I do have one question. That yes. I need,
0: yeah. What do you got for me, Greg?
1: I need, it's it's been burning inside. You know,
0: burning.
1: Burning. Um, do you have you come across in your studies of of uh, this Edgar J. Wright, you know, from from Pool? Have you come across any any uh, any cute
0: or? Amusing? Amusing, or
1: maybe some would say fun facts.
0: Fun! <gasps> I do have a fun fact for us today, Graham. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Someday I'm just gonna be like, no. <laughs> it's gonna
1: be a sad day. It's gonna
0: be a sad day. If Trump gets reelected, we're gonna have it. There'll be a day with no fun facts. Oh, we'll
1: do be no. will Michael Moore
0: th- that day. Oh. <laughs> if Trump gets reelected. If not, we'll do like, I don't know, who else do we got? I,
1: we watched a Michael Moore documentary in my money class. And uh, the, the TA beforehand, she was like, so uh, we're going to be watching this Michael Moore documentary. Who here has heard of Michael Moore? And I was like, yeah, I've heard of Michael Moore. Like, mm-hmm. how have you not heard of Michael Moore? And this one kid didn't raise his hand. Like, nobody raised their hand. And this one kid was like, he, we watched like half of it and the internet fucked up. And so she, puzzled, she was like, what do you think so far? And the one kid raised his hand and he's like, I don't think uh, the way he, he inserts himself and his style, it makes me not trust him.
0: I like. I like just feel like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's just not, not how Michael Moore works.
1: That's the opposite of the effect.
0: I, honestly, he's a great documentarian. Like, I, really, I dig his
1: style. I love the style.
0: And I think like it's just. Everything he does makes, like, a complex issue pretty comprehensive and, like, just dives into, like, the soul of it
1: Makes it very personable, yeah. too. And he's such a, a fun guy. Like, you can instantly sympathize with him. Like, he's he's a, such an everyman. Yeah. Because we'll he's a fat piece of shit. He's a disgusting <laughs> man.
0: We'll save it for when Trump gets elected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, I'm, we'll, not we'll, that I'm being a doomer, but I really I really feel like Trump's going to yeah. win. Because, I don't know, because I'm disillusioned.
1: I... I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I want to be hopeful. Well, because we know he's
0: going to sabotage the election process. Like, we just know that.
1: Um, but, Dude, I don't
0: know why I'm saying uh, this. This podcast is probably going to be out, like, after the election.
1: <laughs> but Michael Moore's Trump documentary was called Eleven Nine. I haven't seen it. I, I had to see it for my post-racial America class. It was pretty good. Um, but his new documentary about Trump is going to be 9-11-2.
0: Ooh. I, I get what he's doing there.
1: He's not actually. That was a joke.
0: But it's like the effect but that... he did.
1: It was 9-11. Get it? 9-11. 9-11! <laughs> Me, Corey and I are watching Reno 9-11, and every time we watch it, I say 9-11. I say, can we watch some Reno 9-11? It's like, Graham, you gotta stop saying like <laughs> it. Okay. Okay, um, so he... Uh, what does, does he have any uh, shit coming up?
0: <laughs> He does have an upcoming project, probably going to be released after the pandemic. Um, I think it's like paused right now, obviously. Um, but it's called Last Night in Soho. It is extremely British. The uh, Matt Smiths in it and the um, like the twins, Fred and George from Harry oh. Potter, are in it. Oh,
1: shit. That's going to be good. About,
0: it's like a 1960s London period piece. Ooh. Um, so I, it, I think it'll, it'll be interesting. He hasn't really done a period piece before, so I'm excited for that. And I feel like uh,
1: he hasn't done a very British movie since World's End.
0: Exactly. And it's been a while.
1: It's been a while. Yeah, so, I, I'm,
0: I'm pretty... Honestly, Scott Pilgrim's like also very Toronto-y. I wonder where he got
1: Canadian. From.
0: Yeah. Like, that was
1: a weird setting where he was like, oh yeah, why are you in Toronto? Yeah. And I was like, what? Why are you in Toronto, <laughs> Scott? <laughs> um. But I love... Edgar Wright. I think he's a wonderful director overall. He's a great wholesome man. He's got heart. He's got, he's got a uh, chutzpah. He's got charisma. He's got a little oomph.
0: Is that some oomph?
1: Got a lot of oomph, actually. Um, yeah. Do you
0: like him? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I think he's super talented and obviously like, I feel like this won't, I feel like some people are like, don't, Probably a big reason why we don't get a lot of views on our podcast is because we, like, do really specific directors that nobody's seen the movies of. Oh, they're
1: popular. They're popular. Or
0: nobody's seen all of the movies of, I mean. Oh, um,
1: who cares? Who cares? Who cares? cares? cares?
0: Really, who cares? (laughs) Um, But I feel like most people have seen Edgar Wright's movies. um, Yeah. And he's just, like... He's prolific. He's prolific. And I don't know anybody who's like, I fucking hate Edgar Wright. Like, like they're enjoyable. They're super enjoyable. They're great experiences. Um, and if you say that you don't like them, you're a piece of shit. No, like you. You're a pretentious Hey, if bastard. you've gotten this
1: far and you don't like Edgar Wright, fuck off.
0: Yeah, get out of here. Leave a
1: one-star review for all I care.
0: <laughs> Ooh, would be sick if we had, like, a one-star podcast. That'd uh, be, like, our thing.
1: Maybe that should be our goal, is to, like, piss off all the film <laughs> bros so they leave us one-star reviews.
0: I love it. Um, so... Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's it for today. That was a long podcast. That
1: was not a lot of Edgar Wright, <laughs> but I loved it. That was a great podcast. We
0: did a lot of tangents, but if, if you're not here for the philosophical exactly. rambling, then why are you here at all? <laughs> um, so remember to follow me on Instagram at Stella.drewss and...
1: Graham at F underscore Instagram, G-R-A-H-A-M.
0: Um, and got to follow Pods for some more updates on... Instagram and Twitter. The Insta is pods.emerson and Twitter at pods.emerson. You want to find more updates about our show or shows like ours, give them a follow. Um, That's probably it for today.
2: Bye. Bye.